Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. I'm Matt O'Hara. And I'm Garrett Price. And we have got a lot to talk about today we got some news to talk about. Mm. we got some uh, sponsors to talk about. And we got a lot of wide receivers to talk about. And Lots. now that we've dove into the receivers, right? We've already talked about the running backs. We've talked about the quarterbacks. We've talked about the tight end. I'm seeing a little bit more clarity about how my dynasty rookie rankings are going to shape up. I mean, it's really clearly looking to me. You should go running back, running back, running back, one, two, three. Yep. Or, or... In in, in, what, in in standard leagues, right? No, one QB leagues. Not in su- right. Superflex League. It's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Right. Running, back, running back, running back, running back. Running back, running back. But I would say this. I After watching all these receivers, so not all the receivers, but from the receivers at this standpoint, I would 100% take Kyle Pitts over every one of these receivers. Every one of them I would take Kyle Pitts over. I would also feel comfortable enough taking Kyle Pitts in a one QB PPR league as high as... I'd be okay with two. Honestly, I'd be okay with two, wow. which is crazy. And I know, like our producer Jared said, even at tight end, yes, even at tight end because he's a difference maker. Like I said, where would you take Travis Kelsey if he was in this rookie draft and he was twenty-one years old, right? Where would you take Darren Waller in his prime at twenty-one years old? Where you know, obviously George the, Kittle. The weird league part guy. is though, when you look at Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller, none of those guys were like super high prospects. Correct. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the weird part about this is... I think that's what makes everyone nervous. About I think that's what's picks. making me nervous, yeah. too, is, like... Don't be nervous. Everything looks right. Like, everything is shaping up to be exactly what you're saying. This is... uh Yeah, and I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. I, I usually don't uh, write back on Twitter. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. A lot of people I respect and a lot of people I'm friendly with and I like. And a lot of them are saying, well, what about all these other tight ends? What about this guy and this guy and this guy? That's all hogwash because none of those guys are in the same level as Kyle Pitts. Hogwash. He is an outlier. So I'm just saying I'd take him as high as uh, number two overall and be comfortable with it. In a super flex tight end premium league, I would take him right after uh, the, the quarterbacks. Oh, oh, okay. Right around. Right. Yeah, okay. As high as four. But if you, again, if you want to take Javante, if you want to take Etienne, if you want to take Najee, I'm never going to argue taking a running back there. Sure. Definitely because you know a lot of my sources are saying – um, the, the running back class next year is not as strong. Your sources? You guys. My, my Debbie guys. My Debbie guys are my sources. Inside. I was really curious as to who your sources Source, were. Not my, pointing my at De- the elbows. Okay, my Debbie guys. I mean, what are my sources? My Debbie guys. The yeah. guys I talked to. The guys in the know. Um, I, I, just know feel, I feel changes, like Shefty now. So, yeah. you know, it I feel kind of cool. changes daily. Uh, and it, definitely after that, though, after those group, those four guys, uh-huh. right, the three running backs and the tight end, all receivers. For days. Because there's a lot to talk about. There's here, a lot receivers. of wide receivers. And I, what's crazy is when we had our pre-meeting here before the podcast, we all have a consensus number one. Yep. Which is which is a surprise. Which is not the consensus number one in the community. It is not. But before we get into all this news, including the Sam Darnold trade, which Ooh. is not shocking, but it happened. But pleasantly kinda, delightful. Kind of shocking. Yeah. And it went to Carolina. I mean, I think know. the landing spot was a little bit out of... Yeah. Field, but they need a quarterback. They probably hold your get... ponies. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about. Before we get into all of that, let me tell you about Dynasty Depot. That's right, DynastyDepot.com. Right now, using a promo code Nerds, you can get their yearly subscription for fourteen ninety nine. Now, you might be asking yourself, Rich, handsome man over there, what would I? What am I signing up for fourteen ninety nine? What is Dynasty Depot? Dynasty Depot is a website that's going to allow you to buy and sell FFPC teams and leagues like you're on eBay, right? You could bid on teams. You could buy a $1,000 team for $100 and get to a $1,000 league for $100 and then revamp that boy and then resell it. It literally gives you an opportunity to flip Dynasty teams and buy Dynasty teams at your leisure. FFPC, if you don't know, it's a high-stakes fantasy football Dynasty league, tight end premium, not super flex. And what it is, is it's a very safe way to play Dynasty because they've never had a league fold. And what they're going to do is you're going to go on there and they have leagues from $77 up to $1,500 to join a league for a year. So this gives you an opportunity to go in and draft a team and then sell it for profit whenever you like. Or it lets you go into buy a team at a discount and rebuild it and then either win or sell it for uh, a profit. Or what you could do is you could buy a team that you think is absolutely going to win that league, buy it, go into that year, 
try and win the league, profit, then sell the team. There's so many opportunities here at Dynasty Depot, and I encourage all our listeners and all our viewers to go to DynastyDepot.com, use that promo code NERDS, and get on there, get that huge discount for $14.99, and start bidding on some teams. Or sign up at FFPC and start selling some teams. And you can look at all the teams for sale on Dynasty Depot right now. DynastyDepot.com right now. You don't have to like just pay this and then go in and see what's there and be like, oh, there's nothing I like. You can go look at the teams for sale first and then sign up and buy the teams. There's no tricks. There's no trickery here. I love it. I signed up. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And yes, I paid my own money. They didn't give me one to sign up for free because <laughs> you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, so get on there now. DynastyDepot.com. Promo code NERDS1499. Check it out and make yourself a better Dynasty player today by having more links, yeah. which is flip makes this, me better. Flip this house, fantasy edition, right? Oh, yeah. Let's there get it go. Yeah. So now, Matt, let the ponies roam. <laughs> <laughs> the ponies went in, man. They're done. I don't know. I got two different about. pony impressions. I'm not, I'm not feeling either of them. Uh, let's hear yours. No, because I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass myself. <laughs> I don't even get embarrassed, but I just know I know my limitations. Like, I'm not going to go try and play basketball. I'm not trying to make pony impressions. I loved some of the tweets showing Richard uh, <laughs> slamming the ball down. <laughs> What's his name? Stanley, from, yeah. Stanley from the office. Oh, that was yeah. I saw that tweet. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, make fun of me all you want. Don't carry it in the least bit. You're, I'm the one that told you guys this. I have no, I have no shame in my game. Yes. I have strength. You have no game in your game either. So I have no that game is in my also game. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you want to talk about chess, I'll play some chess. Strong, strong game. There you go. Be chess, take you all out. Well, all, everybody at this table, at least. I don't know about anybody out there. I'm not the best in the world, but pretty strong. Anyway, uh, getting back to this. Um, talk about chess moves. Samuel Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold, yep. <laughs> now let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Dotson show. Rich, tell us all about your chess escapades. Uh, biggest complaint about Dynasty Podcast, that rich guy talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's Rich as the host in the beginning. Too late. <laughs> too late. He's, uh, he's got so, a green light. So Sam Darnold gets <laughs> traded to the Carolina Panthers. Goes for a second, a fourth, and a sixth. Now, to me... Second and fourth are next year. 2022. 2022. Correct. Which is a pretty good haul for them for a quarterback that everybody knows they want to get rid of. Right. And we got to remember, Sam Darnold's only 23 years old. Did he look good in New York? No. Did anybody look good in New York? No. Has anybody besides Payne Man ever looked good under Adam Gase? No. The answer here is no. So, and to be fair, Peyton Manning wasn't under Adam Gase. Adam Gase was under Peyton Manning. That's very true. Bottom. So, (laughs) if, if, uh, I saw a tweet the other day, and I, I kind of agree 100%, where it said if if, if Joe Brady turns around uh, Sam Darnold makes him look good, Adam Gase should never be allowed in an NFL stadium again. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good tweet, because I agree 100%. Get that turd out of here. It's, it, I mean, obviously he's got nowhere to go, I think, but kind of up. I, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen other players kind of flourish after they got out, of, out from underneath Adam Gase. So hopefully, obviously, he's a young enough player, there's there's – quarterbacks coming into the draft this year that I think are older than, than Sam mm-hmm. Darnold. Um, so Definitely it, receivers in this draft older than Sam Darnold. Yes, there are. Definitely a running back. Which, no. one, which one? Ajay. Is he? Oh, he's like almost 24. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he's got a really smart offensive coordinator in Joe Brady, Joe who's Brady. most yeah. likely going to be a head coach in 2022, if I had to guess. Worst case scenario, 2023. Really innovative young head coach. They got Matt Rule. And you got to Madden. Imagine Sam Darnold instantly has a thousand passing yards right out the gate just from Christian McCaffrey. Right out the gate. Like, just nope, dump here, it off. Here you here go. Here you go. Okay. 980, <laughs> 950. But you got about a thousand uh, yards from right. Christian McCaffrey. And I think right the important the thing is they, they're they're picking really high still. They're eighth overall. They didn't have to give up that pick in order to get Sam Darnold. So they can still go out and get a nice piece. They could get a Kyle Pitts if he slips to eight. Kyle Pitts won't be at eight. They could, though. Can you imagine that? They could, but he won't be there. I think if Atlanta stays put, I think they're taking him at four. Why wouldn't you take it? First of all, if Mac Jones go third overall, like they said, Atlanta would be absolutely foolish not to take Justin Fields, one. Two, if not, if they're not taking Justin Fields, they'd be absolutely foolish not to trade the pick and get a haul and then take, you know, take somebody. Sure. Like, That's the thing. If if quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, Kyle Pitts could be there at eight because there's it's also conceivable. There's also defensive players that are on the board as well and other offensive players that aren't skilled players. It, it is a little more shallow player. defensive draft, though. So, I mean, I think most of the top 10 will be offense. I think I think. Nine out of ten at least will be offensive players. It's Whether definitely it be offensive possible. linemen, you know, with with uh, Fuel and Slater, mm-hmm. uh, competitively in there. Besides that, then you got Pitts, Jamar Chase. The only ones Smith. that like maybe you can get like um, 
Micah Parsons might go top 10. He's super athletic. Maybe one of the corners. I was going to say, there's always a corner that gets dropped in Yeah, Patrick Sertain or Sertain. J.C. Horn. Yeah, whatever. Okay, but this is Sam Darnold, Dynasty fans. We're not Mel Kuyper. We don't care about defense. Daniel Jeremiah. I'm just letting you know it could happen, and that would be Saying there's a chance. So Sam Darnold right now, before we get into these receivers, we've got a lot to talk about. Big boost, mm-hmm. super flex leagues. I have. I would love an opportunity. They picked up his fifth-year option, so you know you're getting two years out of Sam Darnold in this offense, which has DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey. They're going to add another potentially another playmaker here. I, it, they, even if they go offensive line, they go Slater or, or Puel. That even helps them even more. I think I would love an opportunity for me personally to buy uh, Sam Darnold here for like a late uh first in a super flurst. flurst. I was gonna say super flex, and I said first a super flurst. A super flurst. No, I'm I'm interested in DJ Moore too because between the departure of Curtis Samuel and hopefully a little bit of an upgrade in quarterback, yes. that could be very good news for DJ Moore. Oh, DJ Moore's just good news all around. I love that guy. What does uh, What does this do for the Jets players in your guys's mind? Anything? I, I, yeah, Zach Wilson, baby, coming in. I think I think it's going to be what you get with most rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. It, it's going to be up and down season, and you'll have some of those weeks where it's great, and yeah, other weeks where it's line. you know Ugh. turds. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really like Zach Wilson, but yeah. offensive line is going to be bad. But they it's got Corey terrible. Davis and they got Denzel they, Mims. Well, and they they got Beckham last year, Beckton. and Beckham looked actually the right tackle, left tackle is really yeah. good, and I trust Daniel to oh, get up in that open yeah. zone concept, which I think will really fit Zach Wilson really well. Actually, um, him on the move, so. Yeah, it should be interesting. They got your man, Chris Herndon. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. Unleash the man. Please. So, but, again, answer my question. So, we talk about receivers. This is a rookie wide receiver show. Okay. We are X amount of minutes in. We haven't mentioned one receiver, Jamar Chase. And uh, <laughs> it's not even in this episode. What? Super Jamar, fl- Jamar Chase is in this episode. Is he? He's yeah. the very first player we're talking oh. about. <laughs> For some reason, I thought Devonta Smith was the first one. That's Dude, next show. All of a sudden, Dang now it. we're the Dynasty Garrett's. Hey. <laughs> What where what would you give up for? What would you give up for Sam Darnold in a super, super flex, flex right now? The highest you'd be willing to pay. Like we're you and I are going back and forth, and you're like, this is the bottom line because Matt O'Hara it. says so. I'm only going number ten. Ten, probably ten. One ten. Okay. I had the, I had eleven in my mind, so yeah. same range. Yep. Yeah, I'd go like one ten. Yeah, that sounds about right. But which even then, like we're sitting here going, I would go there because there's some risks. That could end up being like a really good deal. Okay, it, it I mean, could, just similar to Carolina. They're they're rolling the dice and they're only paying a second round draft pick, basically a second and fourth and a sixth. But Mac the, Jones in San Francisco or Sam Darnold in Carolina. See, I think that's very comparable. And right. if, if he goes to San Fran, he's going to probably be a top five super flex pick. Ooh. And you're getting a couple extra years, so I think that's why you get a little bit. Uh, you know, go Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones gets a little bit higher. I think premium. On, uh, you know, because he's going to go like top five, like you said. Sure. All right. Well, we have plenty of we have plenty Wide of summer. Time. We have plenty of summertime to talk about all these teams. Obviously, when this is all over, we do our division breakdown. We break down every single team. Uh, and you can see all this content plus more. Like you just did some great interviews with uh, Mike Wright from the Fantasy yep. Footballers. You did an interview with Matt Harmon. Yep, that's not Kyle, even out yet. It should be out soon. Though. And Kyle Yates, a couple of ones Kyle coming Yates. up here too. All exclusive to our YouTube channel. So make sure you get to our YouTube channel where you can catch all these rookie breakdowns, extra content like Don, uh, Garrett's interviews, the the film nerds as well, and of course like Marvin's videos and our IDP videos from Jordan Reigns. All on our YouTube ch- channel on DynastyNerds.com YouTube. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, and notifications button uh, because we put out some great stuff. That's cool, what cool. I do. yeah. Absolutely. Me? Eh, I put out okay stuff. You guys put out great stuff. <laughs> now, let's talk about some great players here. You talk Kick, too much. Kicking off the, the, the show <laughs> with one of the consensus dynasty wide receiver rookie ones, Jamar Chase out of LSU. 201 pounds, six foot. This is a guy who led FBS last, not last year, but in 2019 mm-hmm. and, and dominated. 1,780 receiving yards, 20 touchdowns. On 84 receptions, had played in 14 games, uh, broke some SEC records with mm-hmm. those numbers as well. And this is a guy who comes in, and I was, I was, I'm going to say this out the gates when I watched Jamar Chase, and you didn't mention though that he he opted out 2020. I thought I did. I mentioned that. No, I I just wanted to get it out there just so everyone knew. You said that these are two 2019 numbers, but he actually opted out. There wasn't an injury or anything. Yes, like that. he opted out. Yep, uh, like a lot of players. <laughs> that, well, not a lot, but he opted out. So. Going back and watching his 2019 film, I'm looking at a guy that I was just ready to see as my my stud. You yep. know, like the stud muffin. You know, right? Jamar Chase is built in my head. Like, this guy is absolutely 
going to just blow off the tape here and look fantastic. Blow Don't, off the Yeah, just blow off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whoop, there he is. He was <laughs> on my tape a minute ago. He's so good. Tape, he just girl. ran off the tape. There he is in my living room. Um, but I came away with like. Jump off the tape. That's what yeah, you were going for. That's what you were. Uh, these words are so tricky sometimes. <laughs> uh, I came away with Jamar Chase with a feeling of like, he's a really good receiver. There is like, not there's not a lot to not like about this guy, right? Yeah, there's nothing I don't not like about Jamar Chase. I did, there's nothing I like. That was a double negative. Yeah, so there is something that you don't like. Um, <laughs> try, okay, let's start with the things like I didn't really think were that great. Um I mean, he could block a little better. He he doesn't <laughs> give maximum effort, I feel like on every play. Um I I felt like when he wasn't the option, the number one option, you could tell like I, because when you're watching tape, you're supposed to be watching the player that's playing. Right. You know what I mean? So you're not watching necessarily if if the ball gets handed off and it's going the other way. But when it did, you could tell. You could tell when it was running play just by just by the way he was running his route or trying to block or if he wasn't the primary guy. Those are the kind of the things that kind of get at me. I'm like, you're only going to give maximum effort on plays that are intended to go to you. Like I, I, that kind of always rubs me the wrong way. Sure. And you're always going to get knocked in my book. If I see that kind of stuff on tape. And I, I did see that not all the time, but sometimes seldomly. I and mean, there's a play, like I think it was a championship game or what it was. And like the play broke down and, um, Joe Burrow was scrambling and like Jamar chase was to his right, literally just standing there looking at him. Like, yeah, they, they could have broke off some plays as well. I feel like, you know, those five or 10 yard plays could become bigger plays if he maybe put some effort into blocking downfield as well. His routes uh, are okay. I think, I think his routes are pretty good. I, I can't knock him much on his routes. Okay. You know, they're, not the be be they're not be the best. They're not the best. Yeah. They're absolutely not. Again, the I'm best. just trying to think of some weaknesses yeah. that could kind of like knock the guy on this. I think he's a fantastic receiver, by the way. This is a guy, I mean, he explodes off the line, right? Like, he has stacked his receiver really well. Um, his routes are solid enough, but he's very physical. He'll go up and get the very football. He's got good hands. Does he have the best hands in the world? No. Here's the thing. Here's no. the thing. Here's and this Really was, good. And this is what I noted. Because downfield, I felt like he attacked the ball really well and made a lot of tough catches, even with defenders on him. But closer to the line of scrimmage was a different story. If he had a guy in tight on him and he's just running a little crossing route or a comeback route, he didn't have as much success with a guy close to him. He dropped some of those passes. It, and it did it, seem like he was already going on to the next step at times. Indeed. And, yeah. and, and those are the kind of things where if you're like the top dog, you're making those plays no matter what because you're just that good at catching and you're that, you're that honed in all the time. So it's it's the the effort on on the blocking and some of the the things off the ball when it's not going to him and it's the stuff close to the line of scrimmage that I feel like are just gimmies yeah. like you should be able to get 3 or 4 and maybe even break off a 5 to to 7 yard run but you're just dropping the ball and and, and so it's those he does the, have good hands I, mean, he I don't want to say like his hands are, when I say that like oh his hands are okay I would say he has bad hands I just say that like when you talk about a guy who has elite hands because again, we're talking about a prospect right. here that we have to be nitpicky about. We're, because we're picking him apart. He is our. He's my number two guy. He's, he's my wide receiver he, too. Yeah, as well. I think so he's I our consensus. I don't guy. want to bump him down too much and make it sound worse than it is. But the, this this is the reason he's not number one. Is, is are these few things that I'm saying? Because everything else he does really really well. Because basically, we were asking you, like, well, why isn't Jamar Chase your number one? This is why. This and, is right. why. Yep. It's crazy. It's it really is crazy that we're all on the same page here. Because I thought for That's sure very he'd, surprising. Be, he'd be number one. Because I went into this wide receiver uh, uh, breakdowns expecting him to be my wide receiver one. Because he's just the yards are there, the stats are there. But even when you're watching it, it's like oh, we're you know these yards just they just come up on you. You know what I mean? Like he does. He made those big plays downfield. And this is a guy who had eight touchdowns. That were past fifty yards mm -hmm. in twenty nineteen. Lots of big plays. Um, but again, I mean, you said like he dominates at the point of attack. Mm -hmm. He's a very physical receiver. He's got really good speed. And this is a guy when I look at the NFL level who's going to be a. He has the upside through the roof, but he also is one of those players like if he comes in big time name and he was a guy that came like if he went to the, say the Bengals did take Jamar Chase like it wouldn't surprise me if T Higgins was a better overall fantasy receiver than Jamar Chase like it. Not to the point, like, like some people look at Amari Cooper, for example, as like a disappointment, right? Because of how high he was drafted sure. in there. But he's still wide receiver one in, right. in Dynasty, right? And, and I think that is the nice part about Jamar Chase is he is so incredibly safe. Like, you can take him yes. 
anywhere in the first round, and I'm not going to be mad at you, mm -hmm. and you know that you're going to at least get a fantasy wide receiver too for the most part of, for his career. And I think when I go through my my nerd score, and this is when I'm when I'm saying these numbers, these are my personal score. This isn't our overall score. But for me, I had a 79.6, which is the second highest score out of all my wide receivers. And I'm looking through here, and I, and I mentioned last week, you know how we have it graded. Six is your average NFL player. My lowest number on anything for him is a 7.5. So that just kind of shows you where he's at. Literally everything he does, he does very mm -hmm. well. Uh, I do think he's one of the most physical players in this class, and I think that's one of the differentiators for him. Uh, and he has great control over his body. That's something that you see sometimes is you see guys go downfield and, and, and you can tell that they just get disjointed. They lose track of the ball. They He is always in control of what he's doing. He's very smooth, very polished from that perspective. So I have no questions that he will be successful at the next level. It's just, will he be a good receiver or will he be elite? That's what I'm not sure about. Yeah, I mean, he just accelerates so well. I mean, he's just, even off the line, he does it so well all over the field. And he kind of reminds me a little bit of Robert Woods um, a little bit there. Again, and some people would say, oh, that's a bad, oh, Robert Woods. Robert People fail to realize Robert Woods is like a high-end, super high-end wide receiver too consistently, like wide receiver 13, wide receiver 14, like, that to me seems like, oh, that's like that's like Jamar Chase if he doesn't turn into a superstar, right? Like he turns into Robert Woods, which again, if you can get a 21, 22-year-old Robert Woods that's going to put up wide receiver 13 to 14, occasionally wide receiver 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 numbers, that's a home run Absolutely. in a rookie draft. Again, a home run. If you, if you can take a rookie pick, no matter where you take them, and that player at wide receiver turns into a consistent high-end wide receiver too, which again is wide receiver 13, 14, 15. That's a home run pick. A home run pick because mm -hmm. you're getting somebody you can start on your roster week in and week out. And those we, guys are just hard to come by. Can we, call, free, can we call it a triple? Can we call Instead it of a home run? Instead of a home run? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the home run would be the, the, the top five guy. Like all the consent. Sure. You know, the, okay, that's fair. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I a home run. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting a guy like that in, in the top part of the, the first round is it's like a triple. You did really well. Um, and you're never going to be upset. And with you're that never going to be upset with it, yeah, because all you need is a little single to get you home. So it's, I mean, you right. know, it's not that bad. Um, but there, I mean, there are just a, those few nitpicky things, and like I said, and a lot of those things can be improved on. I, I think it's all you need is the right coach to light a fire in your ass, like during a film session. Like, hey, dude, you you can't do this right here, and you're going to be amazing. Like, this is the little things that are going to get you over the top, and. And who knows, the year off, he could have gotten that kind of coaching and guidance sure. from whomever he was training with. And maybe he comes into camps and you never see any of that. And he and he turns out to be this amazing guy that 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 lives it, up to all the potential. And it wouldn't shock me. It, that, me neither. That would not shock me in the me least. Me neither. But we have to go off. We're basing this stuff off of stuff we're looking at on tape. And this, the, those are the little nitpicky things that I can say bumped him down below. Um, Very high ceiling. Easily yeah. go just like at LSU, like you could turn into an Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? Like, like Odell Beckham came in, right. same thing, right around pick, like in the teens or like 13, 12, yeah, he, right around yeah. there. Jamar Chase could easily turn into Odell Beckham. He could easily turn into a, like, now he's faster than Travis Landry, but like a Travis Landry, again, who was a very solid NFL player who broke records. We all love Jamar Chase. He's our, he's, he is our consensus number two overall wide receiver. We do have a consensus. The player we're going to talk about in the Nerd Herd episode, which is our next show, Devontae Smith, we all agree he's our wide receiver one, he's right? And we're going to explain guy. why yep. on our Nerd Herd show. So if you're not a Nerd Herd member, make sure you subscribe today so you hear why we think Devontae Smith is your number one rookie wide receiver in this 2021 class. But coming in as number two receiver in a very strong class, ahead of guys like right now, Elijah Moore, uh, Jalen Waddell, Rondale Moore, you know, these are Rashad like Bateman. Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. These yep. are, it's, it's a strong class at receiver. So for him to be number two says a lot. Let's move on. DME Brown out of North Carolina, six foot, 195 pounds. Diami. I'm sorry. Diami. I, I, the I, funny I, part is you got it right earlier and we're correcting me. I told you how to say his name. And I just messed you it up. You overthought it. it. That's uh, right. It's Diami Brown. Diami Brown. And this was the guy that I saw on Twitter really like, take a big step forward. So when I got into his tape, I'm like, okay, I'm excited to finally watch some Deami Brown because I've heard a lot about him on Twitter. Some guys I respect saying this guy's going to his board. He's six foot, 195 pounds. And then I watched his tape and I'm just came like, I came away like, oh wow, this is not very overly impressive. What are these people talking about? I saw a guy who was, um, to me, really slow getting off the line. Like 
kind of like sometimes at times ridiculously slow to me. Like, and the reason the reason you saw that is you can actually see in his stance he actually almost has to reload a little bit. He goes he goes back slightly. And, and he, it's almost like a, a clutch thing. He doesn't actually take a false step, but he lowers his weight and then goes forward. So that's why he's a little bit slow off the line. I noticed that as well. And you're going to see some stats. That, like if, you, if you're a stat reader, right, you're going to see some things here and people talk about like this is a guy who uh, averaged over 20 yards a catch. He's, right? a, he's a big play this, type This of guy, guy had sure. uh, over like about eight touchdowns that were over like 40 yards. This is a guy who scored a lot of touchdowns. And he's a playmaker. But to me, all those plays were like, I would say 60 to 50% of those were like just poor defensive back play. Like, honestly, some of those plays, I was like, what was that defender doing there? Because this guy is a deep threat receiver, right? Like, he's an outside deep threat receiver. And when I look at a guy like Deami Brown, is I see a guy who got an NFL team, but I don't see him really envision him helping your fantasy football team. I just don't really see it when I see him standing there. Um, I, I like the way he could uh, track the ball. Yep, and I he, like the way he definitely tracks the ball over his shoulders. Really, well. made yep. some and all the good plays I liked are literally all of his deep players Down tracking the, the ball yep. well, yep. catching the ball over his shoulders like that. But anything short underneath um, him off the line, I I hate I hate I like I did not just not like it. I hate it. I thought it was I thought it was not good at all. And for me, I think you like him less than I do. Um, it sounds like you really kind of dislike him. I think no. he's got some things to work on. I think he's I think he's an NFL player. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want him on my dynasty team. I don't think he's a dynasty player. Is that, like, I, again, I'm looking for dynasty upside here, and I just don't really, like, I don't see the consistency enough for him to put up the points that I'm going to need to start him on a consistent basis. Right. He doesn't he's offer like a much, wide receiver six. He doesn't offer much from a yards after the catch. He's a tryhard guy. Like, he'll try to fight for extra yards. He's not yeah. going to get many. Um, I think his I think his route running is is good, not great. Um, he he needs to work on that and clean some things up. But um, he is a big play guy, and from a fantasy perspective, that's always going to be volatile. Yep. And uh, and I feel like that's kind of where he's going to live, um, unless he learns how to run like a, a good route. DFS guy. Like yeah, this guy could blow up this week because he, he could make a couple big plays. Absolutely. I and just don't know if a tra- I, I, I just, just don't I, know what strengths translate to an NFL. Level. That's all. That's what I'm concerned okay. about. That's what I'm concerned about. So there was a couple things that I noticed that I, I think they did him a little bit of a disservice. One, he was always lined up as the X receiver, always on the left side. It was very, very rarely, and it was you know unique gimmicky packages where he was not lined up on the left side. So always lined up in the same spot. So we haven't got to see him in the slot. We didn't get to see him against you know a few different uh, uh, different different players. But the other thing was his route tree was pretty limited. Mm-hmm. He very, very, like, I, I watched, I think I've gotten through about five games of him, and I saw, like, two slants the entire time. Like, it was a good majority of, it was fly routes, it was outs, and then it was comeback, comeback. routes. Yep. That was that was probably 85% of his route tree. I agree so with that, yep. That's the hard part. Can he learn that? Sure, he can learn that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that there is going to take some time. Is he a good enough athlete to overcome those things early or is he a guy that might just get buried kind of early if he doesn't make big plays right off the bat and even then like some of it like his hands were just okay too like his hands were okay he definitely yep. dropped some passes yeah, that he, he should have caught yeah. so it's yep. like there's so many things here that just like limit his upside from a face perspective like you're only he, gonna get so many targets at the nfl level like again in north carolina being a deep threat like he did see a decent amount of targets but he saw there's some drops i didn't like here and again mm-hmm. i don't there's a lot of stuff on tape that I saw. I don't think it's going to fly at the next level. And, and you would think that a traditional X receiver, and we're talking about Deami Brown, where a traditional X receiver would be a very, very good contested catch guy, and he really wasn't. That was that was going to be my next thing. He, this is a guy that's he's got a 38 vertical, but you never see him go up and get a ball. He's not like a contested catch guy. So it's 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 he's very much a one trick pony at this point in his in his in his career. Hopefully he can work some stuff out and get better at some other things, but but as of now he's a he's a he's a get he's a go long type of guy. And there's and, a couple guys like that in this draft. Yeah. That like if you're looking for that kind of player right now Deami Brown has the name, you can get the same exact player later in a draft, which is which just as good an upside as Deami. 
So I think I think we're all kind of feeling similar. Jared, it looks like you want to say something over there. You're like chomping at the bit. Well, per PFF, they tweeted it out on uh, March 11th. Diami Brown has never dropped a contested target in his career. Well, if you if you go back through the thread, because I because I saw that too. Go through that thread. It was a it was a misquote by the the social media team. Whoa! Look at that. Yeah, yep, yep misquote by the social yeah, media. Team. I saw him because he was like actually like fiftieth in that or <laughs> well, something. And I will say, like, PFF has tweeted out stuff like that, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I've seen that guy drop a ton of like, yeah, tough targets. So. Yeah, oh, so Allen Robinson never dropped a pass. Yeah, and then, like Ray Garvin does exactly. retweeting two balls of like showing <laughs> Al Robinson. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, get him. Yeah, right. they got to work on their social media team because I think they're misrepresenting them. That was exactly the one I was thinking of. Yep, yeah. So. so, so what my thing here is um, in North Carolina. The way he gets off the line, like I said, that's why I started with it because I think it's his biggest weakness. And why, why I don't think it translates, yeah, he's a good deep threat. I don't think the way he gets off the line, the way he moves is going to – it's going to fly at the NFL. Like, he's not – like, there's no defensive backs at the NFL level on a consistent basis that are going to have trouble, I don't think, covering Deami Brown. I guess is the best way to put it. And he's not strong enough. His hands aren't strong enough or good enough to win enough to make him fantasy football relevant. You know, I mean – Again, anybody can, anybody can learn how to run routes at the next level with a good enough coach and a good enough scheme, but this is a guy who's going to be very scheme-dependent. And, and again, it's kind of like, what I, I didn't overly I mean, does, love Marquise Brown, who's a first-round pick. Is this like, is, does he feel like a Mike Wallace, like an old-school Steelers Mike Wallace type of I can see that. player to you? Because that's, that's kind of... maybe not as fast, unfortunately. Yeah, right, exactly. He's, but he's a 4-4 guy instead of a, a low 4-3 type of guy. Yeah, okay. Um, that that's I mean because it's like one trick pony one trick pony you're gonna go down the field and that's kind of what you do you, sure you're gonna be able to catch some other things and kind of but your biggest value to the team is going to be pulling those safeties down the field yeah. and clearing stuff out so I me personally I'm staying away from Deami Brown where he's gonna go um, I hope every other like uh, fantasy analyst keeps pushing him up or sites like PF put PFF pushes him up and makes him a name because it's just gonna push more guys down down the list because there's a lot of guys that are behind other people's rankings that I like a lot more, at least I offer more fancy football upside because remember, it's not about where these players always go in the NFL draft. It's what do they bring to the fantasy football mm-hmm. table? And we talk about that all the time. Like what does this guy offer from fantasy football relevance? And there's tons of receivers that we've talked about over the last seven years that people are like a little bit higher on that. We're like, Hey, yeah, he's a, we, we, you hear us mention this all the time. Like this is a good NFL player that help an NFL team. It does not mean he's going to help your dynasty team. And there's a difference between the two and how they correlate. You want to make sure you're making your dynasty team better. Yep. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes a player can definitely help an NFL team. They won't help your dynasty team. And that's where I feel like Deami Brown, well, honestly, I don't really think he does either there. But like, he, I don't think he helps your dynasty team. I, I did forget to mention, uh, I have him currently as my wide receiver 12. Now, I do not have all of the wide receivers graded yet. Most of the big names, but there's three or four guys in here that I have not graded yet that I could could definitely see be above him. So we're looking at like a 15th, 16th overall. Yeah. And he has a score of a 68.8 for me. I see him closer to the 15, 16th round. Uh, like he's he's that next tier of guys where I, like I'm taking some of these tight ends. I'm taking these. Uh, I'm taking all these other running backs to ha- offer some upside. Yeah. Sure. Whatsoever, like Ludius Minimus, I'm Herbert. taking him for sure yeah, over there. Khalil, Khalil Herbert, Herbert over mm-hmm. him. Kenneth Gainwell over him for sure. sure. Michael Carter over him as well. Those are all running backs to take over a guy like Deami Brown. So to me, he's he's a very late third as round. I say third round, we're looking for sure for this late yep. third round to fourth round. Even then, I might want to see like there's gonna be some guys that get bumped by. Like, I'll take guys that got NFL draft bumps over him just because of opportunity and draft capital. So, Deami Brown, to me, you, you're you okay on him. You're okay on him. No, I'm just I'm, hi, I'm just higher than you on him. You're completely okay. out, and I am I would feel okay getting getting him into the third round at this point. Um, but, you know, well, if, if he gets drafted to another— so we'll Yeah, if he, gets, <laughs> if he gets drafted into a different situation, who knows, or a bad situation, he might drop even lower. Well, let's talk about a receiver uh, I do like. Over yep. over him, and that's Amari Rogers out of Clemson, five foot ten, two hundred twelve pounds. This is a guy actually the son of a former NFL quarterback, T. Martin. Uh, so this is somebody who was Mister Tennessee football two times as well, and he reminds me of Debo Samuel. That's my comp for him. Like he reminds me, he's that short, compact slot receiver who has that big, strong body, mm-hmm. and this is a guy who has that running back like build to him, and when he gets to the football into into his hands, he looks like a running back, and that's what we loved about Debo at the time too. Um, so this guy, now he came back, this is, he, he came into the, he came into his year at played. Okay. As a freshman came in as a sophomore, then tore his ACL 
uh, late in the year or not after in March he tore it. It was so I think it was after the season, yeah, um, yeah. of 2018. So it was actually came, into 2019, the very beginning of it. Came back after and missed one game in 2020. 2020, yeah, 166 he was, he was pra- days. He was practicing up to that that first game, but missed it, and then then came back for the second game. This guy, this is a guy who's quick, gets gets going mm-hmm. very quickly, and he's what I love about it. He's just so smooth yep. in and out of his breaks. He can go up there. 50-50 ball, you know, we, we're sitting here uh, knocking like De'Ami Brown about the 50-50 ball. He does not have any problem with the 50-50 ball. And he actually, he's a hands catcher, right? Yes. He's going to get the ball in his hands, and he's going to move. Like So not only is he really smooth getting out of his breaks, he's got good speed. This is a guy who has good hands, but when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a weapon, right? Like when I watch him, I see, I'm seeing the fantasy points, you know, just accumulate here, slow and steady. Everything I loved about Debo Samuel, I like about Amari Rogers out of Clemson. He's just a very good football player. Yep. He's got the genetics. Now, I know um, watching his tape there as well, he didn't see, like, they, they played off of him a lot for some reason. They play, but he, Well, he lined up in the slot quite a bit. Uh, um, and, you know, occasionally he would line up on the outside. It was only in, like, two two wide receiver sets, though, for the most part, from what I, from what I saw. And... I didn't see him get him jam- I didn't see him get jammed a lot so I, I know what you I know what you're saying there. Um this is he's a very interesting guy. I don't think he's quite as physical as Debo was. I, but I do think he's more physical than most slot wide receivers. He's not a yes. small skinny uh guy. He's very stocky, 212 pounds. But he's sneaky because he can also make plays downfield because yeah. a lot of the stuff he does is is going to draw you in. He's doing a lot of curls, I mean a lot of crossing routes, a lot of a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. But then he'll he'll do a double move on you and get downfield on you, and he he's great at adjusting the balls in the air. I've seen him, you know, some some passes that you know Trevor Lawrence occasionally will throw a pass that isn't right on the mark, and and you know he's leaning back, coming back for it, making that outstretched hands catch and, and coming down with it. He's just he's a very very interesting player. I like him a lot. Amari Rogers is a guy that I would love to take a chance on in the second round. Second of round, one hundred percent. That's, that's exactly where I feel like he's going to end up being. And, and I have really no issues. Like obviously, you look at, if you're a stat person, you're looking at his numbers in 2018, and then he took a dip in 2019. But that was the year that he that he rushed back from an ACL after like seven months. So, of course, you're going to have a little bit of a down year. And this, and this year, he's over 1,000 yards. And, and he was on the field with some great players, like Absolutely. T. Higgins yep. and um, oh, who's the guy? Justin that, Ross. Yeah, Justin Ross, who should hopefully be back this year, uh, which, is, which is great to see. Hey. He he came in when you know they lose T Higgins this year. They, Justin Ross injury. He comes in. He's number guy, one guy. He goes over a thousand yards. I mean, he had some. Good he produced. Games. Yep. I mean, he had he had a couple games I watched. I can't remember what what game it was. Um, where he had multiple touchdowns. He just had a third touchdown. He made this dynamic catch in the end zone where he caught the ball, fell down, rolled down, main possession, and then it like came out like two seconds later. I thought it was a touchdown. They ruled it not a touchdown, but I mean. That was a nice he, catch, yeah, or not a nice not catch, I guess. We remember, talk, you yeah, know what I'm I know exactly. He caught the touchdown. Yep. He actually rolled with it, and yep. then it came out like a second later. Like, oh, not a touchdown! Like to me, I thought he was a touchdown, but yeah, I mean, he makes those kind of plays yes, though. Absolutely. Like he's he's dynamic. I currently have him at a seventy three point one three, right around wide receiver eight nine at the moment. I love him. that's where I love him too. Like right around like. Eight, and nine, and, he, and he's a guy that's nope. probably going to live in the wide receiver three realm for most of his yeah, career. Yeah, and he's going to be a really good slot receiver. Yeah, and, yeah, and and, that, and that's okay. I mean, if you're getting a, a guy that that you can plug into your starting lineup, like you were saying uh, uh, with Jamar Chase earlier, he, you're going to be able to plug this guy in and not have to worry about it. I feel like he, I, he's that he's that good. He was another guy that Jared and I saw a lot of at the Senior Bowl, and he he was just constantly winning. Yeah, really good routes. Didn't drop any passes. We know we saw some guys drop quite a few passes there. He didn't drop any passes. He always carried himself very professionally. Like he looked like he was there with yeah. a plan. Like he knew what he was doing the entire time. And he's quicker than fast. You know, like, I agree. He's definitely quicker than fast. I have higher numbers on quickness than. But he's fast enough. He, oh, he's absolutely. He's yeah. not slow. Yeah. Um. So it's not. I don't. I don't want it to sound bad. But he's quicker than he is. Fast and, and you love to see guys that produce in big moments on big teams yep. that are win- you know he has that that winning mentality being with Clemson for a while. Did you guys mention he tore his ACL? Yes. yes. Okay. Came yeah, back in 166 days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. came back okay. really quick. Yeah, I mean, you said it were his 40 times not paid, but I saw plenty of tape 
where he would pull away from the defender. Oh, like he's he definitely was, got good speed. He gets the outside. He he's was, just he not rugs or waddle. He's those he's guys. a four. He's four five one. That's what that's what he was at the which is, sounds about which, right. is, which is totally fine and totally good enough to to, to win at the next level on multiple occasions. Real, real quick, since we're talking forty, we didn't mention it with Jamar Chase, and it'll come up later when we talk about Marshall or or, or Racy McMath. But uh, the LSU numbers. Did you guys see all the LSU numbers for the forties? I'm 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 done looking at any forty number from any pro day because everybody runs a four two five all of a sudden. Everybody's the fastest kid in the world. I mean, Mac Jones probably ran a four three five at Alabama pro day. He actually ran like a four seven or something. <laughs> he ran a really good time. Third, remember, you know, when he, he, remember when he scrambled at the Senior Bowl? We're like, yeah, he, he. It's he, not actually, he actually look at that terrible. Fast. Yeah, yeah, as you would think. So, uh, but but I did find that interesting. Jamar Chase came in with like a four three seven. Yeah. Uh, Marshall also with a four three seven. Uh, McMath was like a four three three. Uh, it, there were some pretty wild the old numbers. Thirty nine yard forties. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Jamar <laughs> Chase is fast, but I think that's more of a uh, like a four four seven yeah, than every, a four three seven. Everybody's got an extra second. It's it's crazy. There's another pro day. Everybody ran a four two nine. Like it was insane. It's like, dude, come There's on. There's at least you got to at least put a, like a, a tenth and a half on there. You know, <laughs> like yeah. just, and just how how do these pro days not have like the combine shit? Set, are set I don't up, know. You know? I, I really wish they would have done like. Several mini combines, maybe, or they tried. They did like the XO, yeah, like the lasers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. But I even saw a tweet about just pro day numbers versus combine numbers in general. How are very skewed. So especially when you don't Always. even have the combine right. to compare yeah. it to, right. it's like, oh, people don't even know what you ran at the combine. So we can, you know, right. that's the hard part. I don't want to be conspiracy theory no. guy because I don't think teams are necessarily doing this intentionally. It's not conspiracy because we literally, but it's the same thing talked about when there is a combine. Like, oh, here come the pro day numbers. It's, it's just nobody cares because you have the, you have the right. combine numbers to, for proof. But it happens every year. It's just this year. It's like people are like going overboard because like, oh, there right. is no combine. Right. This guy's a four... But these scouts know they're not going away. Going, oh yeah, this is this is. But good. but some of the numbers they make sense. And, they do, and, and this, that's the hard part to weigh. This one feels like it makes sense to yep. me um, because uh, four five one. When you're watching them, you're like, yeah, that 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 act looks like it actually adds up to me. Yeah. Well, this is a guy that I definitely want to get uh, on the site from our friends at Prediction Strike. Dot com. Uh, Amari Rogers is a guy that I really like, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking at his price. I'm gonna be seeing where I can get him on the low. Mm. Not a huge name, so might might be able to sneak in in some uh, some shares there. But our friends at PredictionStrike.com, it's the only place that you can buy and sell players just like you can with the stock market. We mention it every week. These are the episodes that help build your prediction strike lineups. They're the, the players you buy, the players you sell. These are This is the type of information you need to know to get on in on these guys early before everyone knows their names, before everybody's familiar with all of those guys. They have the wonderful, wonderful app that you can download. And best yet, if you sign up with our promo code DYNASTY, you get $10 free with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY to receive $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more. Those are our friends over at Prediction Strike. Yeah, and we also have great friends. Listen, springtime is coming, and it's time to do some spring cleaning. And right now, our friends at Manscaped are give, offering you 20% off and free shipping with the promo code NERDS. Listen, the flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. It's time to chop those weeds, right? Mm-hmm. Bonsai that bush. We're all about to go back out and have some fun. You don't want to go out there looking like a Sasquatch, looking like Garrett Price over here. You want to go out that. there... Trimmed up, cleaned up, trimmed down, looking good. Trimmed and right up now, and trimmed down. Take care oh. of that garden. And right now, Manscaped, they're the leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the, great, the, the grooming game. This thing is absolutely fantastic. I've had one for almost a year now, and I love it. It's it's waterproof. Uh, it's got they, a light. They have a light on there, mm-hmm. so in case it goes dark out, it doesn't matter. I'm like, hey, you might not be able to see me, but when you touch me, you're going to be very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting lost down there. So right now, I mean, you, you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of not yourself, but do it for your significant other or not even your significant other, just some random person you might end up meeting. You want to make a good first impression. You know what I mean? You're like, oh man, well, this is 1970. First kind of impression. Are you Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's important. It's not a third date thing anymore. Well, yeah, if you want a third date, yeah, make sure. <laughs> yeah. Got Buck Week in a headlock. Yeah. Well, not a headlock. It'd be a leg lock. A leg lock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, where, where, where's everything at? I'm like, I don't know. Dig <laughs> go, deeper. Go find it. I don't know. <laughs> Pop the hands. So right now, Manscaped, 20% off, free shipping. Use that promo code NERD. Check out all their products. They have some really good stuff over there. I love their uh, their lotion. 
It smells great. I think it's fantastic. I use it. 20% off. Free show, uh, shipping with the promo code at manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping. Promo code nerds. Get down there today. I'll thank you. Your balls will thank you. And whoever you hook up with, they will absolutely thank you. I just bought five shares of Sam Darnold on Prediction Strike because the market has not reacted yet. Really? There you go. Look at this guy making money. Savvy. This is our old producer, Jared Wackerly. Now he's a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sam Darnold. (laughs) Thank you, you, Sam Darnold. I love you, Sam. (laughs) So um, let's go back on here. So let's get back to these receivers, shall we? Let's talk about Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville, six foot two. 202 pounds. This is a guy, when you look at him, like this guy right here is an NFL receiver. And then you're like, oh, what does he do? And you're like, oh, it goes deep. What else does he do? <laughs> I don't know. It goes deep. Not going to really do much after the catch, um, which is weird because he's like, when you look at him, he's a big guy, but I mean, he's got some, he's got some I thought, he was, I thought he was okay after the catch, to be he's honest. He's got some good speed. Yeah. I, I thought he offered more than, um, some of these other guys, not I speed not, was like kind of like build up speed. Um, I oh, thought yeah. he offered more than like a Diami Brown, Diami um, Brown, for instance. So he's got something, I think, after the catch. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge Des Fitzpatrick guy. He is one of the lower guys uh, on my sheet so far. Uh, I currently have him at a sixty six point six three. So that would put him roughly seventeen eighteen, and we're going to be grading about. 30-some receivers, 40-some receivers. So um, I I would guess he's going to be in the bottom quarter probably. Uh, He does have good ideal size. Uh, I don't think, for somebody that has that size, his contested catchability is just, it's fine. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say it's not terrible. He he made some plays, and you saw some plays where he utilized it, but he's not necessarily like the thickest guy, so it's more height than than physical weight. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, for a big guy, you could press him at the line and you could just totally take him off his game. It just, but he's also, just, he's a guy I, that can get deep. He's a guy that he, he took like short little screen passes and took him to the house as well. So he's got, he's got pretty good speed. And I think he's got a little bit of an ability after the catch. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to equate because he's, he's not, he's not like special anywhere. You know no. what I mean? So it, it's, it's difficult to predict, predict how he's going to produce at the NFL level. I he's, think his numbers came from being six foot two, 202 pounds and a solid athlete at Louisville. I don't see his game. I think it's pretty I th- stiff. Yeah. I think NFL quarterbacks or cornerbacks will absolutely be able to like handle him, reroute him, uh, press him on the line, handle him in the back end. I just, I don't say, I don't think he's talented enough at the receiver position to play at the NFL level. Um, Honestly, I, I mean, he, he's you don't like think he can squad. play at the NFL? You I, think he's practice squad material? I, I think he, I honestly, when I watched his tape, I came away like this guy is not going to, like, in three years from now, Des, I don't see Des Fitzpatrick on an NFL roster. I, I, I do think he's, I, I do think he's fifth rounder later in the NFL draft. Okay. Um, I, I would I would be shocked if he went any higher than that. I think fifth is probably the earliest. I mean, dude, for a big I don't guy, di- like, I don't disagree with either one of you guys, like, saying that he's, that he's going to, I, Fifth round, I don't think he's going to be like practice squad. I think he'll make a squad. I think he'll be a fourth, you know, fourth wide receiver on a team and try to work his way up from there and see if he can earn like a a, a slot role or there's something like a so big slot much, role. There's so much wide receiver talent in this class, and there's been so much coming in. It's just like where these guys are going to start. It's like, a tough part. It's going to be hard for these guys yeah. starting to make yeah, rosters. Right. And like for this guy, like he, he doesn't do anything. They, and again, you saw him like make a couple of those uh, short area passes, go to the house. I thought that was because like he's a big solid. Like, I don't think he's not athletic or anything like that. It's just. Like you said, tight hips. Um, when he gets the football, even when he gets the ball in his hand, like he's like he doesn't do much. Like he's not like hard to bring down. Um, right. For for a guy, when I looked at his size, when he's lined up, like okay, let's let's get in this guy at Louisville. Let's go. And then I just came away like this guy is, is that not, how you, is that how you attack Louisville tape? What yeah, was I was like, like let's right. go. here we go, <laughs> Louisville. Bring back Teddy B. But um. What yeah, about Lamar, if you're going to bring back somebody. <laughs> okay, bring back Lamar. <laughs> Lamar ain't throwing anybody. He's running for 8,000 yards. It just, when I watched this tape, again, I came away. I, we mentioned earlier in the show, like, what is this guy bringing to my dynasty team? This guy is not bringing, like, to me, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a clog on your dynasty. He's and he's, a waste. Tw- he's 23 also. And he's 23 yeah. also. So he's a waste of a roster right. space on your dynasty. If you, if you, like, I don't even want to waste my 
taxi squad spot with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, there's like I could just do so much better than no, I get it. I just don't see it. I think you can do worse if you if you're one of these people that have like a a sixth round thing, like to to pluck him up in the fifth or sixth round. Of course, you could do worse, but at this point, like I'm just trying to do better. better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Garrett, what do you? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I have him. I like I said, he's. He's in the bottom five for me right now, uh, the receivers that I've graded. Uh, I don't see – like, there's definitely some lower-tier guys that are going to be in the same range as him, but I, I do think – I think he's going to be in the, the bottom 25%. There, it, there's you, some smaller school guys that I definitely see higher up. There, there's one we're going to talk about tonight that yeah. I would take over him. Oh, 100%. 100 times out of 100. Yep. But if you put a gun to my head right now and you're like, Rich, Des Fitzpatrick will be on an NFL roster week one, 2021 season, I would say no. I would say – I mean – this season, this next yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll make it. That's, I think he'll, I think he'll make a roster. I think he'll make a roster. But if you're talking two or three years from now, I could see you being correct. All right, let's uh, let's make a bet on this. Oh. Let's bet you both think you both think he will be. Yes, I'm okay. saying week one of the NFL season, Des Fitzpatrick will not be an NFL roster. Okay, what's okay. the bet? I'm in. I don't know. I got to think right. of something. But as the, think... as the show continues, we'll think of something. Something will it, pop it's up. It's a bet. We'll come back to it. I'm but, with uh, Rich. Okay. Oh, are you? All right. Yeah. Now oh, it's you're two, out, out. Now it's two and two. Yeah. All right. I don't like that's that's two how on low, two basketball. There I just go. want to make a point. Like that's how low I think of him. Like what he could bring to an NFL team. There's teams. just a I lot of think. guys that do the same thing. Yeah. There is exactly. Like, there's nothing special about this game. He's not. Worth, there's too many young receivers coming this game. There's too many guys we're gonna talk about now. Could one of those guys be Brennan Eagles out of Texas? Again, big guy, six foot four, two hundred twenty five pounds. He could run straight. He can run straight. He can. <laughs> Shall we continue? <laughs> hey, what are what are Brennan Eagles' strengths out of Texas at six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds? He can run straight, and he's really big. Um, this is a guy he averaged seventeen yards per catch. Uh, he he, can run a, he, he, he was can, pretty physical. Had some run contested catches. He can I, run a slam. I feel like in the contested catching, he uses his body well to he shield does. defenders, and he's he can fast. make some plays. He Jump can high. he can make some plays downfield, but he is. Super stiff. Super stiff. And this is one of those things where... Um, Light as a feather, stiff as a board. If if I was evaluating this guy... Get out of your brakes. I <laughs> fell over. <laughs> Somebody get out the fingers. Pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was evaluating this guy as a tight end, and I knew that he was going to be going against linebackers and safeties in the NFL, sure. I'd be excited. That makes sense. Um, and, and if by any chance, you know, like if he gets announced on draft day as a tight end... It will per, it'll pique my interest because I th- I think that he moves well for a tight end. I, he just moves. He's so lethargic and just stiff for he's, a wide receiver. He's kind of like a poor man's Devin Funchess. Agree, I agree with that. Uh, that that so if if you want a poor man's Devin Funchess, Brennan Eagles is your guy. Yeah, so, I, I think when we messed up last year and what we thought Chase Claypool was, this is what we thought Chase Claypool was. Now obviously. I thought, be, be much I thought it would be great for a guy that moves that quick for a guy of his size. I was probably going to draft him probably like top five in my rookie draft. But you guys <laughs> talked me out of it. Yeah. Off, the, off the air, of Off course. the record. Off, off, off the record. <laughs> right. No documentation on that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, another another guy that – I like your idea. Like, oh, if he gets announced as a tight end, like that offers some – He definitely – he's got the good size. And 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 I do want to say, like we, we said it earlier, but – he does win contested yeah, catches. Absolutely. He will win those. So he's not going to to run a lot of crossing routes, slant routes. I thought and his just, 50 50 balls were just. He's not going to run any. He's not going to run a lot of routes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> From the bench. <laughs> he's not going to run a lot of routes just because he, he can't. I got him at a 67.5. He's um, lumbering. So he's, he's, lumbering. he's actually one spot above Des Fitzpatrick. Okay. Uh, right now is where I have him. I was going to ask if he was going to end up ahead of. Wow, you really hate Des Fitzpatrick. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't think he's that good. All right, that's higher uh, than I thought you'd have him, actually, Garrett. Wait, it's higher than you thought I'd have him. I haven't broke. That, I haven't breaking him down. He hates Des Fitzpatrick. We're going to make a bet about Des Fitzpatrick being on an open day roster. Well, if you're drafted in the sixth round, chances are you're making the team. Well, we'll find out. We'll see what team it is. Um, the draft doesn't happen. He ain't getting drafted. You don't think he's getting drafted, Des Fitzpatrick? Yeah, maybe not. I don't think. Wow, interesting. Well, if he doesn't get drafted, then that that definitely helps your guys' case. That definitely helps your case. Yep, for sure. All right, let's end the show on a high note, right? Ooh, let's do cherry it. Cherry on top. I'm. We just talked so about excited about this two guy. kernels and a turd. Yep. In the last two receivers, and Des Fitzpatrick and Brendan Eagle. Sorry to your families. Sorry to you guys. You guys might be cool dudes. Probably be cool dudes at your next job. Just as NFL wide receivers. 
Now, let's talk about Austin Watkins yes. out of UAB, who all three of us thought we were going to come in here with the last guy, with the sneaky guy we liked. Well, turns we out, like turns out like we all like him. Austin Watkins out of UAB, six foot two, 207 pounds. Those numbers sound nice. Now, you might know the name Watkins and be like, hey, could he be related to Sammy Watkins? You bet your tookus, he's his cousin, okay? <laughs> this is a guy uh, who is a big wide receiver yep. with really good hands. Mm-hmm. He is, he'll, he'll work the middle. He'll dominate the middle. His hands are really good. I've seen him make some one-handed catches out there that look fantastic. I've seen him make some no-handed catches. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. In between the chesticles. <laughs> uh, Six in his helmet. <laughs> oh, he's got he's got little he's got giant style. <laughs> That'd be great. I'll show you intimidation. Um, really good route runner. Plays physical. This guy, when I watched his tape, I was like, how is this guy at UAB? So he was a JUCO and guy. He was a JUCO, yeah. Yeah, he was a JUCO guy. And was he a redshirt senior? Yeah, he was a redshirt senior. He is older. Well. So he's going to be a little bit older. I couldn't find an age on him. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't been able to find it, too. We'll, we'll double check the uh, the Senior Bowl stuff because he was at the Senior Bowl. Okay, yeah. The Pro Day, uh, he, you know, he's coming out April 9th. I think you had a, a different size, right? From the so, pro- so, yeah, he... he uh, at the Senior Bowl, they, they measured him. Same weight, 207, uh, but he was six one and a half. Okay. But that actually makes me feel good a half inch. Not a big deal because we saw Rashad Bateman listed at 6'2". Yeah, two right. inches. Here, and he almost lost a full two inches. Walk inches is a half inch. So that's still a good, like, prototypical X receiver yeah. size. And he's he's built well yes. as well. Um, yes. yeah, and I think some of his size does, like... It does limit him, like it limits some of his separation. I guess the way the way when he when he would run, like he limits some of his separation. Saw a lot of contested catches that he did well in. He did very at well, UAB. Yeah. Um, and another thing I didn't like when he did get the ball in his hands, he wasn't overly. That was one of the lower parts of yep. his game. Is his yards after yards the catch after weren't catch. anything yeah. special. And I, I literally wrote, he doesn't offer a ton in the yards after but, catchability. So. But I remember seeing him at the Senior Bowl. This was a guy I knew nothing about going into the Senior Bowl. And, you know, we talked about it before. We do a lot of Devi work. So this was not a guy that was even on my radar. So right. I was like, how good could he be? You know, we, we, we know a bunch of names. And I don't know anything about this guy. And Jared and I both walked away like, this kid can play. Like, watching him during some of the wide receiver drills – He's running the routes and he's running through the cones, very similar to the guys that are five foot nine, five foot ten. He's able to sink his hips very, very well, very smooth for a bigger guy. He's very nice suddenness out of very his nice, yeah. very nice. He gets off the line very well. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- this was one of the things that actually kind of scared me. I had to lower it a little bit uh, just to like get back into the world of like realness. But like when I just initially put his numbers in, they were astronomical, but here's closer to realness, <laughs> but they still feel too great. But I don't know where else to lower. And this was the hard part about this, but he actually came in with a 75 for me. Yeah, there's not a lot of deficiencies in his game. So I think that makes a lot of sense after watching him. I mean, I know he's a small school guy and that's that's where you, I mean. You get scared. You get scared because. And you don't know anything about him. Like, I haven't heard of him before. Playing against South Alabama. Four Al- months ago. South Alabama, Central Arkansas. You know, and it, it's some of these some of these teams that he's playing, Texas, San Antonio. I mean, they're just, they're not One of the things that helped, though, he did play Miami yep. this year. Mm-hmm. And I watched the All-22 tape on the Miami game very, very intently. And there were many instances. Now, granted, he only ended up with three catches for 32, 32 yards, yards and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, the touchdown was a great catch, by the way. Great comeback to the ball. But there were multiple instances. I showed you guys one before the show mm-hmm. where he burnt his man. The like, guy fell over. He was so embarrassed. It was, I mean, he burnt him so bad. And the quarterback missed him by eight yards. Yep. Like, it wasn't even close. So, he was he was getting open. And they they were, just had they, a hard time getting him the football. They were shuffling between quarterbacks um, all year. They had, like, this weird break because they... There was COVID, like right. either going through their teams or the teams that they were playing. So they didn't play from Halloween until like December, and then he finally opted out at that point. Which is why his stats are lower. Exactly, a thousand yard season before he had thirty four receptions, four hundred sixty eight yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, so so it's it's a, I think it was a bit of an odd year, but if you watch the tape, it's very impressive what he's actually putting on tape in some of these games. So yeah. The awesome. only question I have is the level of competition. Can he do it at the next level? Yep. Uh, and how, you know, at the senior bowl, did he, he, he you're saying he looked he pretty good. He stood out as one of the best yeah. receivers. It was really, and Jared, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he was like him, 
Amari Rodgers, Powell looked pretty good too, uh, and Nico Collins. I think those were the four receivers that I kind of walked away with a stock up. And I I couldn't definitively say that there was somebody there better than Watkins. Okay. And that's what I love to hear. Because that's exactly what I love about the Senior Bowl and other other type of yeah. all-star games and, and getting to the combine and stuff like that. You finally get to see these guys kind of on a level playing, level playing field. field yep. see, how they, see how they do against – um, a higher level of competition. Do they shrink or do they rise to the occasion and, and and perform up to your standards that you see on tape? And it sounds like he's performed up to the standards Absolutely. that we've seen on tape. Jared, awesome. any, anything I missed on him that you remember from Senior Bowl? One thing that stood out to me at the Senior Bowl, just seeing him around all these guys that are most likely going to be in the NFL, is he's, he's looked the part. Like, he yeah. has the physique. He has the NFL body. He definitely does. Um, going into that week, I wasn't, I wasn't even expecting to watch him, but he popped for me, so... I like I mean, him a lot. You say he's 208. He looks bigger than that uh, on film, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in, in my estimation. He's like He, he could have come in at 215, 220, and I, I wouldn't have been shocked. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's that rocked up looking. So This is a player I want yep. on my dynasty Absolutely. rosters. And it, 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 what's intriguing about him now is, like, let's see where he goes in the NFL draft. Because let's see. I, what I'm wondering there is, does he get the NFL draft bump? Does he go in the fourth round? I kind of hope he doesn't because I don't want people to know him. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying like, <laughs> but that, that might change him from a second round rookie pick for me to a third round pick. Like I would like he's Austin Watkins is the player this year in 2021 that I want to come away with in every third round of my yep. draft, whether it be three, one or three eleven. I want Austin Watkins. And what I think about him is what I like about him now is I feel like, right, because once you get a third round range, right, it's way easier to move up in a rookie draft. So mm-hmm. if I have 312, I'm trying to move up to 3-3, three, 3-4, three, three, and I have no problem giving away my fourth and my fifth, you know, and a to fourth sure next year to get him because he offers that he offers that upside, upside of a startable player in your dynasty roster that you're going to get in the third round. Like, he's, he's a very intriguing prospect that I want a lot of shares of, even more so, I thought it was a guy that I just came in. I thought I liked, but then I hear you like him. I hear uh, Garrett likes him, and then Jared, you like him as well. Yeah, and former NFL wide receiver James Jones has him in his top five. He has him as fifth wide receiver wow. in this draft. Oh, uh, well, I feel way better about my numbers now. <laughs> yeah, so never mind. I'm bumping him back up to crazy land. <laughs> so what I what I feel like is if you're a contender, this is a really good pick in the second round, most likely. Uh, Austin Watkins out of UAB, circle his name down. He is an attack in your rookie draft. He is somebody you want to get. But let's see, let's see where he ends up in our overall rankings, yep. and let's see where he ends up. More importantly, in other analyst rankings because please keep sleeping people please i mean because right now we have a consensus four and if james jones jones the show five <laughs> people that are all big on austin watkins so so does this would austin watkins hitting help vindicate you from sammy watkins not hitting in any, the in fam- any way? family ties there i mean dude <laughs> You can't account for screws. In yeah, your Sammy Watkins got more screws in him than porn stars. You know what I mean? I mean come on, let's, let's let's be fair here. I mean, the guy was dynamic. Sammy Watkins was one of the best prospects that I saw coming out. I mean, he I, was. He, no, he I was know. dynamic, and then his foot gave way. It's yeah. like you might as well cut that thing off and become a pirate. Arg, Sammy. Now you're with Baltimore. Could it get any worse? Yeah, it can. You go sign with Baltimore, Sammy. Go for get, love of cucumbers. Go get him, John Holmes' foot. <laughs> Look at you, scurry, Louie. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Give me Austin Watkins over Sammy Watkins any day of the week right now. <laughs> Wait, where'd Sammy sign? Baltimore? Ah, oh, shit kebabs. <laughs> They're going to open up the offense. <laughs> uh, Could have been great, but okay. that's it. Yep. So we're going to jump into this Nerd Herd episode. If you are not a Nerd Herd member, you're going to miss us. We're going to talk about Devontae Smith. We're going to talk about Tylen Wallace. We're going to talk about Nico Collins, we mentioned. Dwayne Eskridge. Dwayne Eskridge, you know the name. Hot what name. do we think? Mm-hmm. Hot name and a guy came. Hot name in the dice game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, we just posted our nerd score. Our nerd scores are live now on the website oh. for nerd herd members. So check those out. Ooh. Ooh, even check out our uh, at Dynasty Nerds. I, I think my handle. crazy number is still up there too. So if you want to see what the crazy number you is, can, uh, you can go see what it is. Actually, I've lowered it since 100 <laughs> a little bit. 100 out of 100. You can look <laughs> at both uh, both draft classes combined now too. The 2020 that's and fun. the 2021. That's, that's useful information. That's well, awesome. Well, we talked about when we were launching it. So it's going to be nice to see in four yeah. years to see how accurate you guys are. That, that's the best um, part. Every year this tool will get better because you'll get to see 
you know, the, the all the classes stacked up against each other, all the prospects that are similar, different, yeah. where do they... Guys that are already fun. in the NFL, how yep. they looked coming in and stuff like and, that. And one thing we never say on this podcast ever or our YouTube channel is, hey, follow us on Twitter. Like, we always mention our Twitter handles. Like, I'm right. at Dynasty Rich, you're at I'm Dynasty Dyn- Matt, you're Dyn- at Dynasty, Dynasty Price. Price. But we never say follow Dynasty Nerds, which pr- puts out everything we do right. as a site. And right now, they're putting out great graphics of the nerd scores with the players. Um, and they look really great as well. So you could also, if even if you're not a nerd herd member, you can see some of those scores yep. on our Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. But yeah, follow us, join the nerd herd, get hit, man. Again, you want to dominate your dynasty leagues? You're doing a good job listening to this podcast. You're doing a good job watching the YouTube channel. Join the nerd herd because listen, we have a new tool coming out here in about the next thirty days or so. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic tool. It's going to be a really fun tool as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be free to use, but there's going to be a lot of upside here. But it's going to what we're going to do is we're going to be raising uh, subscription prices uh, for the nerd. But if you join now, if you join before we raise those prices, which will be within about the next thirty days, we are not going to change that price for you. You're going to be locked in. So if you ever grandfathered cons- in, if you ever consider joining the nerd herd, trust me, the price is going to be. You want to join now? We've always made Dynasty Nerds super affordable. Super People affordable. comment all the time, like, "Why is it so cheap? Why do you guys make it so cheap?" It's because we want everybody. We're not look. We just want we. Our goal here is to yep. the, the grow the game of Dynasty, make everybody better. So we want to make everybody get in. Now we've built some really good tools, and if you get on there and you get on the GM and you see what we have, we've built some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately this stuff costs a lot of money to build, you know, and we've been paying, we've been paying, we're paying. So we are going to raise the price, but now's the time to get locked in. Cause when we do raise the price, if you're a member of the nerd herd now, you'll be locked in forever. And we have a really good tool coming up. Not only is it going to help you be a better dynasty player, but it's gonna be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of tools out there that are fun. This will be fun. So it get is. on there, join today. And, and if you want to check out the dynasty GM offers you, it's free for three days. You can literally use the GM for three days. The best dynasty tool on the market. But remember, you just don't get the GM tool as well. You get the dynasty nerds film room where you watch this tape. It's the, I, I, I really dig in the film room this time of the year, right? And every time I'm watching, I'm like, this is the best film room in the world. Like, we have so much tape, all 22 tape in the film room. You get the dynasty nerds scores. You get rankings. You get, um, you get what else do you get? Extra pod, extra podcast. Extra podcast. Yep. I don't even know because it's so much stuff. It's it all. Just it's hard to in. keep track of in your in your brain how much stuff we're giving away. And we're always in these, in adding. That's the yep. thing. You know, when these memberships coming in, we don't go. Oh, look at all this money coming in for these memberships. It goes right back into development. We are here to grow the game of Dynasty and make it better for our users. So when these come in and you join, you're reinvested in yourself and in your Dynasty teams. And we are taking that money and reinvesting the tools that we build. Just like we have a new tool coming out uh, with the next 30 days. It's fantastic. So check it out today. Get to YouTube, all this. And for all those lucky nerd members, we're going to be right back and going to jump right into Devontae Smith. Our consensus number one, one dynasty rookie wide receiver. Talk to you soon. Adios.